Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello and welcome to the New Books Network, the African American Studies channel. I'm your host, James Stansel, and today I had the great pleasure of talking with Steve Aldis from the UK, and he wrote the book, The World of Shaft, a complete guide to the novels, comic strip, film, and television series by McFarlane Press. If you know anything about Shaft from the 1970s, you know, the Isaac Hayes soundtrack or any of the many action adventure series that... Um, have, have come since then and, and kind of taken Shaft as an inspiration. Um, you know, Richard Roundtree was a character in, in, in the movie, the original movie, uh, Samuel Jackson in the, re, the 2000 remake. This is a, a great book. Um, it's all about the Shaft movies, the original novels, the television series, everything about it. And Steve is, you know, a banker by profession and he was, a, you know, really a big fan of Shaft and he took it upon himself to write a book about all things Shaft, since there wasn't one out there. I think that's awesome, and that's great. And it shows you all who are listening that we can all do something similar. You know, you have a passion project, you want to be a writer or a researcher or historian, you can do so. So take a listen to this interview I have with Steve Aldis. I think you're going to enjoy it. And the book is The World of Shaft, a complete guide to the novels, comic strip, film, and television series. And it's by McFarlane Press. Listen and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the New Books Network. I'm your host, James Stansel, the host of the African American Studies channel. And it's my great pleasure to uh, welcome author Steve Aldous. He's from across the pond, as they say, in the UK. And we're going to be talking with him today about his book, The World of Shaft, a complete guide to novels, comic strips, films, and television series. And this book is published by our friends at the McFarland Press. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, James. Good. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing very well, very well. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. When I found your book, I was like, man, this is awesome. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the 1970s black action cinema, and I was really excited to uh, get you on the show and, and speak with our audience. So thank you so much for taking the time, Steve. And I guess we should thank your son, too, as well, right? Yeah, so he connected us up, yeah. <laughs> we first go on Skype, so this will be, uh, be interesting. Right, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's First, go on Skype. So, so thank you, Junior Aldis, for uh, getting Dad going. <laughs> That's David, yeah. Oh, David. Thank you, David, for getting your dad on. So before we get going, talking about your, your book, The World of Shaft, which is available from McFarlane Press, you can uh, you know, get it on Amazon or any number of uh, online uh, booksellers. Let's talk about you a little bit, Steve. You're, you're, sure. not, you're not in the academy. You're in the, you're in the banking industry. No, I'm in the banking industry, yes, for my sins. Uh, <laughs> yes, so uh, I've worked for, uh, well, it's Lloyds Bank uh, okay. I work for now. Um, I've worked there for 38 years wow. now. It's uh, coming up in July anyway. So a long time, uh, since 1979, in fact, um, when I started with the Halifax Building Society, as it was then. Uh, and yeah, so it's a long, long career through through uh, through banking. Yeah, really. Wow. So uh, you you've been a lifelong uh, fan of of crime fiction and cinema, and uh, and apparently a big fan of Shaft, right? Which brings you to this book. <laughs> it's, it's exactly yeah. I mean, I was uh, I got into Shaft in the well 
pretty much it was a TV series actually right. uh, okay. that I first saw Shaft. Uh, obviously, I was aware of the theme song, but I wasn't old enough to see the film. You see, because the film came out in '71, right? Uh, and I was only well, 10 or 11 by that at that stage, so I couldn't get in. Um, but so it, that, when the TV series came on, it was, that was what really got me hooked on to Shaft initially. Mm-hmm. And then I got through, the, from there I went onto the books and then finally caught up with the films. So oh, it was the sort okay. of the wrong way around, really. <laughs> well, you know, wrong way around, you know, for some, but maybe not for others, because a lot of people don't realize that there's novels, a comic strip, you know, television, on all these different aspects to Shaft. And you, yeah. and you hit them all in your book, totally, the world of Shaft. <laughs> in yes, the- exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it covers all uh, all those areas. So the novels, obviously, there were seven novels in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, by Ernest Tardiman, there was the... Uh, well, I found out there was a comic strip due to be... Well, he tried to launch a comic strip in mm-hmm. America, Ernest Tardiman, in the 72, 73, uh, but it never got taken up. Okay. Uh, um, but that, I hadn't been aware of that before. I don't think it was really well known before I did the book so that was one of the new things that came out of the research I did. Absolutely and you know in some particularly in today's world they aren't aware of like the sequels to Shaft you know like Shaft in Africa and you know yeah and and just score right yeah and of course there was the re the the reboot in 2000 with Samuel Jackson as well right right and and so you know Shaft has a a a deep history a you know a rich a rich history and there have been many uh you know, movies over the years or television shows that, you know, kind of use that Shaft ideal or that black action cinema or black exploitation genre or ideal, you know, to, to, to fuel uh, their characters or the series. You know, we talked a little bit offline about the uh, recent Luke Cage uh, Marvel series yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, which I've got to catch yet. So uh, <laughs> I've seen that. Yes, yeah, so a few recommendations there. So yeah, I mean, obviously that's uh, harks back to to that time, doesn't it? Really, in terms of what they're trying to do there. Yeah. So I'm really glad to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I would refer you to my review. Um, I'll send it to you. But as I, I wrote yeah. a review for the first season on on Entertainment Fuse. Um, so, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll share that with you offline. But you know, maybe you should see it first before you read my review. My review may ruin it a little bit <laughs> <laughs> um, for you. But um, yeah, it certainly is a good series. And yeah, and Luke, Luke Cage came out of that 1970s, you know, black action genre. So there's there's many similarities. And you know, also there's the Black Dynamite, which was a uh, uh, yes, you know, a, a film and eventually a, a cartoon series that has many similarities as well. Yeah, definitely, and it really did was sort of a satire in a way, wasn't it, of the, right. the black exploitation genre? Uh, but it was very funny, right. very well done. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and I'm gonna get you, sucker, which was a little old. I think that was '90s. Yeah. You know, there was a, a Shaft type character. Richard Roundtree was supposed to appear. He didn't, so they created Slade right. instead of uh, Shaft. But it was basically the same. <laughs> same, just by a different name. <laughs> just by a different name and uh, and, uh, and a different actor. Um, so we're here with the uh, the author of The World of Shaft, a complete guide to novels, comic strip, films, and television series. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we're talking about Shaft. I suggested that as a title at one stage, but uh, they weren't having it. <laughs> <laughs> Your publishers, they, they weren't, no, weren't going to go for that. And that's something that we've talked about with some of the authors here too, Steve, that you know, in terms of the covers of books and the titles and stuff, a lot of people don't realize that the authors don't have, you know, 100% nope. say so when it comes to those kinds of things. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i pleased with the cover they did. But obviously, they used the poster from Shaft's Big Score for, right. for the cover of this. But, um, yeah, so I was really pleased with the, the way it turned out, actually. 
Right. Yes. And if you haven't seen the cover, you can you can look at it on our, our New Books Network page, or you can go to McFarland Press, or um, you can click on the links that we have uh, for this podcast, and you can see the cover. It's a very beautiful cover. Like Steve said, it's from um, the sequel to Shaft, Shaft's Big Score, 1972, and it's a, it's a great cover. I mean, you know, Shaft is every bit of James Bond and every other, you know, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the guy now? The uh, the Matt Damon guy, the uh, oh Jason Bourne, right? Yeah, Jason Bourne, and any of those kind of heroes that you're thinking. Shaft, Shaft was those, was those heroes, that, you know, in the '70s, and you know, and you know, uh, maybe we'll get another Shaft remake soon. I mean, but you know, if we don't, you well, can, yeah, there's one in the works apparently. Oh, uh, really? Right. Yeah, okay. there's uh, a new line are doing it. Um, a producer called John Davis, uh, and I think Tim Story is going to direct. Oh, okay, yeah, Tim. Um, but there's there's been a bit of um, Controversy over it though, because there was some news leaked out that it was going to have a bit of a comedic bent to it. And oh. uh, I know David Walker, who's obviously been uh, keeper of the keys, if you like, of the, of the news books and stuff. Uh, he was very displeased about that and put an open letter into to New Line to say uh, treat it with respect, type of thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, there is a there is some a new film coming. Okay, well that's that's. Well, you made some news for me definitely during this podcast because right. I was not aware of that. That's awesome. That's I'm a yeah. big Shaft fan as well, so that's that's great to hear. And you mentioned yeah. David David F. Walker, Steve, and you know, sure, he wrote, yeah, yeah, he wrote the forward for your book. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah, I got, well, David got in contact with me uh, when I'd done an article um, for a blog uh, called The Rap Sheet. I don't know if you've heard of that. Okay. Uh, Jeff okay. Kingston Pierce. Uh, it's, it's a good, really good site for people mm-hmm. in crime fiction. Uh, and I did an article on there. Um, well, I did two articles, actually. The first one I did was uh, he, did, he had a, a regular piece around books that, you know, sort of forgotten books, if you like. So I did one on Shaft Among the Jews, which was the second of the Shaft right. books. Uh, and then a couple of years later, I did a, a, a more broader piece about the book I was writing, obviously, because I was just started to do the research for this piece, and there've been a lot of rumours around that uh, Ernest Tideman didn't write all of the Shaft books. Mm. Uh, he got ghostwriters in, um, so uh, and actually discovered that he did have four ghost. Sorry, four of the books were ghostwritten, but three of them were, were originals. Uh, so I found that out through the research. So that was one of the, the sort of, if you like, um, motivations for doing for doing the research and then onto the book. Really, wow, that's that's really interesting. You know, and. It's interesting you bring that up too, Steve, because many people don't realize that these big time authors, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. have, you know, once they get big, they hire like teams of writers, you know, That's uh, right. and they just kind of, you know, edit the, uh, you know, what was there. Um, the yeah, final, well, that's, final that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. So he, they, with the, the the first three he wrote, uh, Tideman wrote, but the last four were written by either Philip Brock or um, Robert Turner. Um, well, they were from obviously Tideman's outlines, and, sure. and Tideman did the final edits and everything while they got published. So, yeah. So you know, when you when you're looking at a, a work, like, well, you know, I don't want to name any specific authors out there, though I do know of some. But you know, you never know if they're writing <laughs> after they get big, if they're still <laughs> writing those books that you that you love, or you know, are there dedicated fans or, or writers who are kind of using their style. Um, uh, you know, uh, to to do that. So you know, it's just yeah. I did not know that about uh, Ernest. And so you can yeah. you made some more news for me there, Steve. Thank you <laughs> for just you're just informing me. Um, you know, through the interview here. You know, one of the things I like to talk about, Steve, and you know, we're here with Steve Aldis. His, his book is The World of Shaft: A Complete Guide to the Novels, Comic Strip, Films, and Television Series, the iconic um, film of the 1970s, uh, Shaft. 
you know, one of the early black action or black exploitation cinema um, movies, and that's what Steve's book is about. Um, but, you know, one of the things I, I like to discuss with the authors on, on, on the podcast is, you know, what methods um, did you undertake, you know, for your research yeah. to write the book and, and how long, you know, how long did it take so people can kind of understand, you know, how long the process, you know, takes to write a book like this. Yeah, well, it took me uh, two or three years in, mm-hmm. in total, really, because um, obviously it's, it's not my day job isn't writing, so uh, I had to do it in the evenings and weekends, you know, mm-hmm. as, as uh, not working. So, um, but I'd always been interested in, in Shaft from when I bought the books when I was in my teens, really. Right. Uh, and um, it was it was recently I got to rereading them, and I thought oh, it'd be really interesting to read, you know, if there's anything around the history of Shaft and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I couldn't find anybody who'd written any books about it. <laughs> uh, so with James Bond, there's loads of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. James Bond books, you know, falling off library shelves everywhere. <laughs> uh, there's, but there's nothing about Shaft. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a go myself then. Uh, so um, what I did, I started doing some research, mainly on the internet initially. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just look around, seeing what I could find, old articles, you know, from Google when they had the articles archived. Mm-hmm. Uh, was available before it was withdrawn. Uh, I used to get a lot of old newspaper articles in there and magazine articles, etc. And then uh, I managed to find that um, Ernest Tidyman's papers were stored at the University of Wyoming at the American ah. Heritage Center. Uh, so that was really the big, the big piece, really finding that because it's in, uh, getting hold of. And, this, and there's loads of stuff there. It's about 180 crates of records. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's, he kept a lot of records. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the, 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 obviously the difficulty for me then was obviously that's in Wyoming, which is obviously over there in the States, and now I'm in Berry, Lancashire, which is nowhere near Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was a case of, right, how do I get access to this now and, and uh, really start to do my research, really. So um, I got in touch with them, uh, got an inventory of what there was in there. Okay. I managed, I managed to hone it down to specific pieces that would relate to the, the Shaft uh, books, etc. Uh, and then I hired a researcher uh, called Patty Kessler over there, okay. uh, who helped me with the research. So actually, I would direct her into sort of things that I wanted to look at, and mm-hmm. she'd uh, provide me with um, a bit more information or copies of, of letters or memos or scripts or you know, whatever it may be. Um, so that was really um, that really how it took off. So over a period of about a year of research of all all Tidyman's papers, I came up with the you know, the sort of framework really for, for doing this book. So that was, so I then, you know, honed on the idea of doing it from his point of view, if you like, because everything that obviously in his papers is pretty much from his point of view. Sure, so, sure. Um, so it was really, as the creator of the character, uh, it was, I thought it'd be really good to present um, the world of Shaft as, as Ernest Tideman saw it really. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's awesome. And I certainly appreciate your, your effort and of your researcher. And I think the world, yeah, the world will as as well. And, you know, we're here with Steve Aldis, the author of The World of Shaft on the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel. I'm your host, James Stansel. The World of Shaft, a complete guide to the novels, comic strip, films, and television series. And this book is published by McFarlane Press. It's widely available. You can click right through um, from our, our New Books Network page, and you can you can pick it up. And I highly recommend it. If you're into Luke Cage or you know, any of your black action heroes or really, you know, beyond black or African-American, if you like, you know, Born, the Born Ultimatum, the Born series or, you know, Jack Ryan or any of those kind of James Bond, any of those kind of adventure action 
um, you know, type characters. I mean, you'll find all that and more in Shaft. And, and Steve has done a great job kind of cataloging those things through his research um, for you. Uh, so thank you for that, Steve. And, you know, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us from the U.K. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, let, let's get into it. And you, you just told us a little bit about your process. It took uh, you know, yeah. several years for you to... Uh, you know, uh, do the work at, you know, the, the papers at the University of Wyoming. You hired a, a researcher. And this was kind of a passion project for you because you had that, that interest. And, in, you know, I really like yeah. the fact that you took it upon yourself. No one else had done it. So you wanted yeah. to do it. I mean, I yeah, think that's, they, that's awesome. More people should do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was a labor of love, really. I mean, because I've been interested in the character, as I say. I mean, I got into the books in about, well, I started, as I said, I really started with the TV series, and right, that got me into right. the books. So I didn't realize, like yourself, I didn't realize there were some books uh, about the character until I went to my local W.H. Smith's in Bolton uh, and saw a Shaft book on the, on the uh, paperback, on the paperback shelves, you know, there. So I bought it. Um, and I found that actually the character in the books was very different to the character on the TV series because the TV series is obviously quite um, what they call watered down because yeah. obviously you couldn't put sh the shaft of the films and books on TV <laughs> in the no, 1970s. No, no. You can now, but you couldn't do then, which was a shame really. But uh, So the, the character got a little bit watered down and a little bit uh, blander on, on TV. But um, but the books really opened, opened up the character for me and... Uh, well, it was Shaft Has a Ball was the one that I bought first of all, and then obviously I bought the previous books mm -hmm. before um, and caught up with them. And then the, the subsequent releases as they came out, up to the last Shaft in 19... Well, it was 77 when it came out over here in Paperback. Right. It was 75 when it was published in Harbach. Um, so over a period of sort of... And that was, I was still at school then, obviously at, uh, at uh, senior school. And so the books were the first adult books I really read, to be honest. Uh, and that's probably oh, one wow. of the, that's probably the main appeal that they had at the time, obviously, because uh, you know it's uh, it, the first experience of those that sort of writing, really, uh, and crime novels as well. So um, yeah, so going back to the seventies was uh, was where my interest first was fueled, really. And then I caught up with the film probably when it first was shown on TV mm -hmm. uh, in the UK, which will have probably been. Mid, mid to late 70s because okay. it's not like today where films are out on DVD, Blu-ray right, right, and on right. TV within three months it used to be five years you had to wait <laughs> to see it again if you didn't see it at the cinema you know um, or on re-releases you know of course, uh, right. so yeah so, catch up the, so the film was the last thing I caught upon in terms of, of the, so I went through the TV series and the books and the films uh, so, which is the wrong way around in terms of, of how you would normally do it but uh, that's where I got to it through. That sounds good to me. And you know, I think it's great that, you know, as a young man, you got into reading, you know, yeah. adult books this way. I mean, you know, and I wish more younger um, people would do that. I mean, you know, I got into, for me, it was more science fiction, alien kind of stuff. Yeah. that got yeah. me into, you know, uh, reading. And, you know, you may remember this. You know, I was big into the, the I still am, Doctor Who. But when I was really oh, yeah, younger, yeah. Yeah, the Tomorrow People. You know, I was really big yeah. into, you know, that which is a UK show about, you know, teens. I was really big into right. that. And, uh, and, you know, and it piqued my interest to go in and read some other things. So young people who are listening, I mean, you can be like myself or Steve, you know, find something that you really like and, and you know, kind of get into it. If you don't really like reading, find a subject that's really interesting to you and it may change your world, change your views about, you know, reading and, and getting into, uh, you know, reading more uh, longer pieces, you know, books, novels and so on. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I remember those Doctor Who I'm a big fan of, and uh, the Tomorrow People, I do remember it when it was on TV. It was ITV over here. In right, England. right. And, uh, uh, yeah, they used to jaunt. Was it jaunting? These yeah, days? that's <laughs> it. Uh, so they got to different places, wasn't they? Like, it was like a teleport thing, wasn't it? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Over here, I saw it on, uh, it was a few years you know, later, because you know, they had to import it over here, but it was on Nickelodeon, the children's channel at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was early 80s. So it was like three or four years lag you know, between... Um, what you got over there and over here. Doctor Who came a little more quickly, maybe two or three, uh, sometimes maybe a year difference, but, you know, yeah. a couple of years. But, yeah, it's the same thing. So just like you were you were getting our shaft, I was getting uh, <laughs> I was getting Doctor Who. and uh, In return, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it certainly um, uh, worked both ways. Uh, so, you know, we can get into your book a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. You yeah. know, in terms of specifics. I mean, you, you start out, you know, explaining shaft, you know the genesis of Shaft, and then you and then you yep. get into you know each of the you know the things you you know get into. You explain all the novels, uh, the strip, right. you know the the movies, you know the you know all the different movies. You know the third one, Shaft in Africa, people are often aren't as yeah. familiar with, and the television series, which I think was what ran what one season maybe. Yeah, it was a rotating. Uh with with rotated with uh, the AB, uh, sorry, CBS movie of the week and uh, right. James Stewart's Hawkins series. Right. Um, so it was on every three four weeks. Um, so it wasn't every week it was on, which is a bit you know that's the way they did things in like similar to the mystery movie format in a way. Right. Um, so it was there were TV movies, so they were about an hour and a quarter in length in terms of running time without commercials. So yeah. And you know you had. I- to my knowledge, I haven't seen them rebroadcast or you know seen since. I don't know if they're available on DVD. Yeah, they are. You can get okay, them on good, through good. Uh, Warner Archive on uh, on demand. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the, all seven are on there. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's not quite the same as uh, the movies, or <laughs> no, not quite the same. There's there's elements of it that were, were the same, were, were good, but uh, yeah, it was a little bit uh, suffered from TV plots and uh, and obviously you know they couldn't have the the levels of uh, sex and violence that the books had and stuff like that. So, all the all the films either. But you, but as you mentioned earlier, you could definitely do it now. Yeah, yeah, definitely now. Yeah, I mean, you look at things like The Wire and stuff like that. You know, uh, those sort of series were, you know, they're very, you know, close to the bone out in terms of uh, portrayal of uh, life on the streets, etc. Right, because you uh, have you, those cable channels and, and Netflix. Right. Yeah, we get all that stuff over here. We got channels, yeah, loads of channels now. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we do things with Sky and uh, Amazon have this Fire Stick now that we can get series on and stuff like that. So yeah, you get all sorts of choice now. Right, absolutely. And you don't have to follow those same broadcast standards, you know, like the over-the-air no. television. You know, but like you said, even still, even the stuff that's on regular television now is nothing compared to, you know, the '70s stuff was nothing compared to what you could see now on television. Yeah, you know, exactly. Regular yeah. over-the-air broadcast. Yeah. Um, and just the idea of having a, you know, a, a, a black character like Shaft, um, you know, on television then, or you know, even in the movies and stuff, it was it was a very yeah. different kind of thing then from that time period. Well, it was. I think uh, Richard Roundtree's uh, Shaft. I think was the first male lead um, role in the TV series. As, as well, I've heard that anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, and I don't think there was anything before it, uh, even though it followed on from the films, if you like. But it was still a breakthrough for TV as well. And then there was another series, that, or another, yeah, another series called Tenafly, which came on a, about mm-hmm. a year late. Uh, that was part of the mystery movie series. But, uh, but yeah, I think Shaft was the, was the first one. 
and if, and if it wasn't the first, it certainly was one of the first. <laughs> yeah. So either, yeah, certainly. Either, well. Yeah. Either way, it was it was groundbreaking. You know, I was just thinking now. I don't know if you have it over there, but uh, uh, the Kiefer Sutherland series, Kiefer Sutherland series twenty four. They now have yep. a new version called Twenty Four Legacies, which has a black oh, actor right. in the lead role. And yeah. again, it makes me think a lot of this, you know, action adventure hero type person. You know mm. that you know the you know black action star like uh you know a, a shaft yeah um, you know so again and you know we talked a little bit earlier offline about the Black Panther movie that's coming out and, yeah and um, you know he made his appearance in the uh, not I'm sorry not the event I, I mentioned to you Avengers but it wasn't Avengers it was in the Captain America Civil War yeah which was really kind of like an Avengers movie with all the characters in it. Yeah, well, it's it's very commonplace now, isn't it, uh, for, for for black heroes now, uh, which, as they say at the time, it wasn't really, and uh, which is why Shaft was such an important thing, really. I mean, we got it. I mean, over here, we, uh, there's Luther with Idris Elba. That's, right, that's right, popular. right. That was a more psychological type of uh, series, but it was uh, that was very popular. Yeah, that's a recent one that's been popular here. I don't know right. you had it over there or not, but we 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 do. We have a channel here called yeah. BBC America. Yeah. And um, it's not, I don't think it's really affiliated with the BBC, but they call it BBC America. And we do get some, that's where Doctor Who comes on. Oh, here. right, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Luther appears up there on, on occasion. And then you can also get it on Netflix here. Yeah. But Idris Elba is popular here for being in these uh, romantic <laughs> movies. Yeah, he's done all sorts of stuff, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, he was in so, the writer as well, yeah. wasn't he? And uh, yeah, no. yeah. He's, he mooted for James Bond, hasn't he, recently as well? Right, yeah, he's, uh, right. You know, so he's, he's become very popular in the last sort of four or five years, really. Yeah, he did The Wire here as, as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. With the American accent. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's like a heartthrob here for all the, all the ladies. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, so they know him, him yeah. well. But is well, I think there was, was some, uh, I think I saw something on uh, Facebook or some, or somewhere, it was about some Valentine's Day thing where he won <laughs> one of the... Uh, one of the um, Prizes was to have dinner out with Idris Elba, so <laughs> maybe they should have gone in for that. <laughs> right. Well, next time we're going to set it up for you know Steve Aldis. You know, it's going to be Valentine's Day. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> the, the, the Shaft Scholar, um, Steve Aldis. I, th- I think you know you you probably be a better choice than Idris Elba. You know, I, oh. <laughs> you know, you know, may, may, maybe so. But it's interesting you mentioned about the James Bond piece because you know over here we view the UK as being a bit more progressive. In terms of those kind of things in the United yeah. States, but even um, you know the popularity of of, of uh, Idris Elba across the pond here and over there, you know people still mm-hmm. have some reluctance, you know, with na- making him a, a James Bond, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you know there's diversity and all that. I mean, you've seen it with the comic books, haven't you? Recently, right. where there's been a, you know the, the the willingness to sort of you know um, test it out a bit, I suppose. Um, and there's certain, but it's, it's almost like certain things are still quite taboo in that respect. I mean, James Bond was written as a, as a obviously as a white English guy, wasn't he? And uh, you know, so you know, you could argue either way, I suppose. Should we be more diverse thinking in terms of uh, you know casting black actors, or you know, not being too narrow in our thinking, or sure. do we stay? Do we stay to the writer's original vision? Um, right. It's, it, you, you, wouldn't, you couldn't imagine a, a white actor playing Shaft, for example. Well, uh, I was just thinking that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you could see arguments both ways, I suppose. Right. And right now there's, um, you know, a, a small bit of controversy because Marvel has the Iron 
Iron Fist series, which is yeah. the, the comic in the comics he was the partner of Luke Cage, whom we talked about earlier in relation to Shaft, and that character has always been uh, a white male, you know, yeah. a white male that is a master of the martial arts. So a lot, of, you know, there are people here saying, hey, you know, why not cast an Asian actor, you know, in, mm. in, in that role? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, but the response from the character's creators, and you know, you know, very similar to what you just said, you know, maybe stay true to the author's intentions. Yeah. You know, even though it was from a different time period, maybe stay true to the author's intentions. You know, I, I don't really have a dog in that fight. I was just glad to get some of these characters on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, well, they did it recently with the the Equalizer, didn't they? With Denzel right. Washington, uh, where it was originally Edward Woodward, wasn't it, in the series? Correct. TV right. series. Yeah, yeah. A, a Brit as well, so they really went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really went a different di- direction, you know. Yeah. There. But, but I really that, enjoyed that. It was a great film. I was going to yeah. tell you, yeah. If you haven't seen that one, it was. It, yeah, no, it's They good. did a great job with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they made him like an American CIA operative. So I mean, that kind of made sense, you yeah. know, in, in, in that regard. So I guess, you know, you know, could we have a white shaft, Steve? You know, I, you know, I don't know. I think people <laughs> would be upset, but you know. Yeah. I guess because you have a plethora already of white characters like that, you know, maybe yeah. it's not quite this, you know, the, the same. Um, you know, you don't have as many of the black action adventure characters, so maybe that's part of what the argument is, you know. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you're right. The same with the Asian male lead, you know, and yeah. uh, Ghost in the Shell, which is a you know popular yeah. you know Asian series. They have a white actor playing the um, uh, the Asian female lead there. Um, mm. You know, so yeah, there's a, some some concerns there, but you know that's a, that's a conversation for another day. You know, we, yeah. you and I can't solve it right here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but we, we're talking about Shaft. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and and everybody can dig it, right? So the, <laughs> the world of Shaft is book. I'm here with Steve Aldis, a complete guide to the novels, comic strips, films, and television series. And this is a great book. And if you're into film studies and, you know, uh, you know cataloging of literature, you know, there's books out there. You know, like Steve said about James Bond and, you know, uh, other different characters and, you know, in the mythology, Doctor Who and so on and so forth. You know, uh, I'm trying to think, what's his name? Savage. Uh, oh, yeah. Doc uh, Savage, is that what it's called? Savage, that's it, yeah. Right. And, um, yeah. Dwayne Johnson is going to be playing that character pretty soon. Oh, right. And so there's books about Doc Savage and, you know, Flash Gordon and all, you know, those those kind of characters. Steve went out there. There was there was nothing out there about his character. A book about his yep. favorite character, Shaft. So he wrote this book about it, and, and you know it's great. It's published by McFarlane Press, and um, you know Steve is a veteran. I guess we could call it that of the banking industry. <laughs> yes, yes, veterans probably the operative word. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a uh, you know lives in uh, Barrie, Lancashire, in the UK. And so if he sounds a little different than my 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 southern sound, that would be why. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a Lancashire accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to connect you with some of my other authors that uh, I've talked to from uh, the UK. I, you know, uh, it's interesting that you know I've had several that have written books about uh, American topics, and you would be the, the most recent in that line. Yeah, I suppose you know, American TV. It was obviously, as I say, going back to the 70s when I got, got into this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a diet of American TV, really, to be honest. I mean, there's uh, a lot of the series came over here. Uh, I mean, we only had three channels in those days: uh, the BBC right. One, BBC Two, and ITV, and that was it. <laughs> there wasn't like the plethora of channels there now, and uh, yeah, so there wasn't too much. Uh, Choice in terms of homemade stuff, sure, um, sure, sure. and so we got a lot of the American American crime series, westerns, and all those sort of stuff. Uh, 
so I loved them all, yeah. Uh, and Shaft was, as I say, one of my favorites. So. Yeah. And it's interesting now because you have so much stuff from the UK coming over and being remade or, you know, reimagined and, and, and imported. You know, it's just interesting to come, you know, from the 70s, you know, like you said, most of your stuff was, you know, yeah. it was coming from here and now it's, it's vice versa, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, interesting, isn't it, that, um, you know, some of the, the old series are still uh, as popular today as they were then, really. I mean, you have Thunderbirds. The uh, marionette show is on uh, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of Thunderbirds. In the, I had all the models and everything, you know, in the 60s uh, when I was uh, a young kid. Um, Thunderbird 1 model, Thunderbird 2 model and oh, all yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I loved them. So should we expect the Thunderbirds book next from you, Steve? <laughs> no, I think somebody's already been there with that oh. one. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I guess that, you know, I can ask you that, you know, do you have any other projects on the horizon right now? I know you, you, you mentioned that you wrote some magazine stuff on Shaft and you've done this book on Shaft. Anything yeah. Anything out there you're thinking about doing? Well, I've, I've been writing for about five years now, probably. I mean, I've, through my life, I've done different things in, as a mm-hmm. hobbies, if you like, and uh, from sport to, to music, played in a band for 17 years. Oh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, so to let, you know, once those things have run the course and this was, yeah, so it was only really about five or six years ago that I really got into writing, really. Um, you know, it's properly writing, that is, you know. So I started off, I did a novel, first of all. Oh, awesome. uh, it's not been published yet, but oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's still there. I'm still edi- editing it, you know, I'm on about the 15th edit now. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's called Poison Veins, which is sort of based on a Shaft-like character in Manchester. Oh, um, okay. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, one day that will uh, see the light of day. Uh, so I'm still, you know, every so often I'll go back and tinker with that. Um, but as it was the first thing I ever wrote, obviously I'm finding loads of faults with it now as I go back through it, and you end up perfecting, perfecting, don't you? Um, then I did loads of short stories. Um, so I entered competitions for short stories. Uh, I got shortlisted two or three times. Uh, one was published in a sort of world reader book that was uh, produced. Um, and yeah, and the latest thing I tried to do a, a TV script, um, uh-huh. which I'm going to set send it off to the BBC Writers Room, um, which is a, it's a comedy, a half-hour comedy sort of thing, really, based on the haulage industry. But, so we'll see if that <laughs> gets into it. But, uh, yeah, so those are the sort of things I've been doing. And then the other thing I've, I've quite fancied doing, actually, is, again on the Shaft theme, is because um, in 2021, it'll mm-hmm. be 50 years, 50 years since the Shaft film came out. So I was thinking it would be good to expand some research into the making of the original Shaft film. Okay. Maybe maybe do something on that, um, you know, specifically, uh, which would mean doing a lot more research. And, you know, there's, I found uh, people like Gordon Parks and, mm-hmm. and Stil- Silifant who were involved in the films. Uh, their papers are stored now, so getting re- access to research papers is, is uh, quite easy these days. So the uh, internet. <laughs> yeah, the internet is digitized. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, that's where the big difference came, really, I suppose. Um, it's interesting that because yeah, with the internet was because uh, with the Shaft books when I originally bought them, I missed out on one, which was Shaft's Carnival of Killers, mm-hmm. which uh, only had a very short publication in the UK, and I somehow missed it when it came out, uh, and never had a copy of it, and until. Obviously, uh, it's about '98, I think it was, when uh, started getting access to the internet, and then started to look at, you know, for searching for titles. Uh, I managed to get a copy um, of it. Probably, what was it, 20 odd years after mm-hmm. it published, you know, to read it for the first time. So that was really great. Uh, how, the, how the internet connected to that. So, um, you know, that was. Um, 
yeah, so that sh- that showed you know how you, the world can be made a lot more smaller, and you can get a lot more access to stuff. And and as the internet's grown and become you know more sophisticated, uh, you know, getting access to things like like I've done to do this book was uh, was a godsend, really. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you get that novel published, hopefully you'll come back and see me, Steve. I definitely yeah, want to sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want I want to see your version of Shaft as well. I bet it'll be pretty cool as a as a student of you know every all things Shaft. I bet it's going to be pretty yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a black detective again in similar sort of vein, really. Uh, right. Obviously inspired by Shaft, but in a different setting and a different time. Absolutely. Obviously, a more up to date time. So um, yeah, it's it'll be yeah, hopefully. One day, you know, it'll see the light of day. Yeah. Well, and, and when it makes it to film, I want I want a cameo in the film. All right, just you know. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I can be like there. Stan Lee. I can just kind of you know show up in the in in, in the film. It's a security guard or whatever. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that's awesome, man. You know, yeah. Wow, it's hard to believe. Fifty years later, right? Yeah. That's only four years from now. Twenty-four years from now, yeah. So that, so I'll give myself plenty of notice, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that'll be a, a, an ideal time to sort of commemorate it. I suppose you know, to, you know, an ideal way to commemorate it would be to sort of write about how it all started. I suppose. I mean, this is this book obviously does that in a, a broader sense. Right. Uh, the whole of the you know, because as I said, the, the biggest thing I was really interested in with Shaft was obviously I came to the films last, so. Mm. Uh, in effect, it was the CBC who got me hooked on it, and then the books were really what uh, mm-hmm. what I, I liked. I mean, the, the, the character in the books is so much has so much more depth than, than, than on screen because you can get all the background and uh, yes. you know of you know how the how the character developed. You know, from his foster upbringing in Harlem through to his uh, going into the uh, Vietnam War and all this sort of stuff, which. Uh, Actually, David Walker touches on in his, his first comic book that he's done with Dynamite, um, which is which is available, you know, Complicated Man, uh, where he actually does a prequel to the first book. Um, so it's, it's like an ori- what you call an origin story in, in mm-hmm. terminology, I suppose. So it shows how Shaft became a private detective. And it's uh, Dynamite? Yeah, Dynamite Entertainment are the uh, okay. publishers. Uh, so David's done um, a couple of comic books series with them uh, and uh, a novel as well so he's written a new Shaft novel uh, called Shaft's Revenge uh, which is definitely worth seeking out if you're, you know, if, if you're interested in that stuff yeah great. yeah, that's, that's a great reference there because um, after folk go out and read the world of Shaft they may want to you know get into some of the, yeah, that's the, it. the current stuff that's out there and then you of course in your second edition of this book Steve you're going to have to add all those <laughs> things <laughs> add well, all those things yeah, I mean, yeah, because when I, I finished the book just before um, the comic book series came out, so I got in touch with David and he gave me a few, you know, so there's an epilogue in this book about you know how David's taking the sort of literary character on, really. Um, and he gave me some of the plot details that he was working on for the uh, for the novel and, and comic book series. Um, so I included them as a sort of epilogue for, mm-hmm. for the book. Yeah, you know, just to say there's more Shaft to come. So, yeah, it's almost prefacing my second edition <laughs> in a few years' time with the, all those added bits in, yeah. I like but, it. Uh, that, that, that sounds great. And we're here with the, uh, the author of The World of Shaft, a complete guide to the novels, comics, strip, films, and television series. This is his book published by McFarlane Press. And thank you so much for taking time with us today, Steve all the way over yeah. there from the, the U, UK. Um, any last thoughts or, or comments you want to share with the audience? And, you know, you've got a novel that's hopefully going to be coming out, your own Shaft-style novel, 
and the yeah. anniversary is coming soon, so we should look out for some some new Shaft content from you, right? Anything else you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the new Shaft content. I mean, obviously, watch out for the new film. I mean, hopefully, they will do it justice, uh, and you know, they'll be true to the character that uh, Ernest Tiedemann created, which would be good. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think that's those the main things, really. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank thank your son David again, Steve, for me. Yeah, I will. <laughs> for getting us connected on Skype, I really enjoyed you know talking with you and you know the book is the World of Shaft and and you know guys if you're interested in you know action adventure or if you're a scholar of film you know or, or Shaft or black action or you know black heroes in general you definitely want to check out um, Steve's book here and it's published by McFarlane Press. And, you know, it's, it's a great book. You know, it's, it's, it's priced for general audiences and, you know, it's easily accessible. You can click right through, um, you know, from to the Amazon or, you know, some of the other book uh, sellers right from our New Books Network page. And so, you know, we're going to close out here. Thank you so much, Steve, for for spending time with us all the way from the UK. And hopefully uh, if, and if folk are interested in learning more about Shaft or, or and contacting you directly, they can go yeah. to your Web page or. I've got a web page. I've got a Facebook page. There's a, I've started a World of Shaft Facebook page as well. Excellent. So, um, yeah, you can get me on there. All right. So World of Shaft Facebook page. You can go to Steve's website. You can contact him directly. He would you know, love to, have, to hear from you, you know, answer any questions that, that you have. I can tell you and talk with him. He's a cool guy, very open. <laughs> He'd love to talk <laughs> with you, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Absolutely. And so we'll close out here. This is James Stansel on the New Books Network. Thank you so much for listening to the African-American Studies channel today with uh, the world of Shaft, the author Steve Aldis. So, Steve, say goodbye to the audience for me. Goodbye, everybody. And thanks for listening. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time on the African-American Studies channel of the New Books Network. Peace and love. Okay, we're back here on the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel. I'm your host, James Stansel, and I just finished up the interview with Steve Aldis. He's a great guy. Shout out to Dave Aldis for getting your dad set up on Skype so we can have that interview. And again, y'all, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed uh, talking with Steve and, and, you know, the book. You know, I've always been a, a fan of black action heroes, you know, the 70s black exploitation stuff. And this is a great book. It documents you know, all aspects of, of Shaft up through um, modern times. The 50th anniversary of Shaft is going to be coming up here in four years, as Steve mentioned. So I have a feeling you're going to get a movie and, you know, a new movie. As he also mentioned, there's going to be a lot more new stuff with Shaft that's going to be coming out over the next few years. But you can start with this book, The World of Shaft, by Steve Aldis. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview, and we'll see you and hear you next time. On the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel, I'm your host, James Stansel. Peace and love.